Texas, America, and the world. This is Mark Dankoff coming to you live from San Antonio, Texas on this February the 9th, 2024. Let me ask you a question. Is there a connection between a front page story today and the San Antonio Express News, which is a reprint of something that was posted by the Texas Tribune by Uriel J. Garcia and William Melhado? It's entitled, The FBI Foiled Plotters Who Wanted to Kill Migrants. Larry Johnson, the ex-CIA guy at Sonar21.com, had warned Sputnik that such an episode might be afoot in the future as it relates to all kinds of machinations on the part of the American deep state. Is there a connection between this story and the fact that the deep state is now panicking? as is American mainstream media, which is basically linked to the deep state, over the fact that 100 million people have now apparently watched, as of the time of this show, have watched the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin. 100 million people. Let me say this. There's virtually nothing in this interview that you could have failed to learn if you had been listening to this show and my reports ongoingly on what my various sources have been telling me about that conflict and about Vladimir Putin and the history of Ukraine and so forth and so on. I've been relying upon Alexander Dugan and Geopolitica and Katahan. I've been uh, listening to Alexander Mercurius and Alex Christoforou at the Duran, certainly the aforementioned Larry Johnson at Sonar21.com, Brian Berletic over at the New Atlas, and, of course, last but not least, Dino over at the Military Summary Channel. What is the difference, however, between this show and Tucker's interview of Vladimir Putin? Well, it's obvious. Tucker Carlson has the advantage in terms of listenership. And I take my hat off to him for having the guts to go to Moscow and to interview Mr. Putin for over two hours this roadmap will have links to that interview, by the way, about an hour after the show is over with. But think about it. 100 million people got to listen to Vladimir Putin's and, uh, answers to Tucker Carlson's questions. Did Hillary Clinton like that? She certainly didn't. Did Zio Jew Bill Crystal at the Weekly Standard, former chief of staff of Little Danny Quayle, Crystal like it? No, he obviously didn't like it. Newsweek magazine was suggesting that Tucker Carlson might be charged with espionage for going to Moscow and, of course, talking to Mr. Putin directly. I guess Newsweek magazine hasn't heard of legitimate interviewing, hasn't heard of direct conversations with foreign leaders, whether we like them or not. Certainly hasn't heard of the First Amendment, right? In the Bill of Rights, and neither has the deep state, which is now squawking over the fact that the American people can hear directly from the president of Russia uh, via Tucker Carlson, his understanding of everything that has happened in this conflict. And I'll tell you what, folks, everything that Putin said, in my view, has the ring of truth. I believe it personally. I have maintained all along that the American people were being led into a new world order fraud that had nothing to do with the national security of the United States. It had everything to do with stealing other countries' natural resources, bringing them, destroying their sovereignty as nation-states, bring them, bringing them into a new world order, 
controlled by the cabal that has been running the American government for a very, very long period of time and running the Western European puppet governments as well. So when you start talking about what's really behind this war, if you're an American patriot, if you believe in the sovereignty of individual nation states, if you believe in the First Amendment of the United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights of this country, if you truly believe in the Constitution of the United States as it relates to, to war-making powers, as it relates to all kinds of things, you will understand that our ally in this is Vladimir Putin. Our ally in our own struggles as Americans with these bums that have hijacked our government and our news media, Putin and Russia are our allies. And I'll be the first to say that the Iranians are our allies too. The Iranians simply want to be left alone. The Iranians want to be a sovereign nation state. The Iranians are sick of foreign-sponsored terrorism at the hands of the American CIA, the British MI6, and the Israeli Mossad, among others. Watch what has been going on in Balochistan and Sistan provinces. Look at what has been happening in Iranian Azerbaijan in the not-too-distant past. Look at all of these things that have been developing, folks, in the way for a period of years in the assassinations of Iranian nuclear scientists in their home country and in Tehran specifically. Think that all of that has the ring of legality? It doesn't. It's absolute criminality. And when we talk about criminality, it's important to understand that this is a criminal element that controls the United States government, chiefly Jewish Zionist in origin. And this is where people like Bill Crystal, the Weekly Standard, come in. They're panicking, folks. And the interesting thing that I want you to see today if you want to go to Mark Dankoff's catacomb on WordPress, you'll see Larry Johnson's site come up as a son of the American Revolution, sonar21.com. Check on his comments, probably there, certainly on Sputnik, in regard to his warnings about the American deep state's coming infiltration of the border security movement. Uh, that has uh, originated chiefly with the state of Texas and Governor Greg Abbott, where you have some 25, 26 other governors in the United States that are committed to supporting the security of that border and even lending their National Guard troops to that effort. Now, of course, there are individual citizens that have been driving down as well. And in this particular case, Larry Johnson has been warning us of the kinds of things that I think are starting to appear now more than ever in regard to FBI uh, uh, foiling of plots. Before I bring Dr. Slattery on, I want to read this story to you in its entirety. Again, this originated with the Texas Tribune, Uriel J. Garcia, and William Melhado. And the title of this is FBI of Foil Plotters Who Wanted to Kill Migrants. I can get this story up on our roadmap, either the San Antonio Express News link or the Texas Tribune News link. I will certainly get it up there for you. But take a, take a gander at this. FBI agents disrupted a plot by three men, two of whom said that they were part of a militia to travel to the Texas-Mexico border to kill border patrol agents and immigrants crossing illegally because they believed that the country was being invaded, according to documents filed in federal court. 
One of the men also called and left a phone message with Governor Greg Abbott's office to alert him about their plan, saying, quote, if y'all like the southern touch there, I'm a Midwesterner, but I can say y'all, if y'all cannot take care of this border and shut it down, then we will be forced to come in and do it ourselves, unquote, according to a criminal complaint. The complaint does not say when he left this message, but that he summarized it to a confidential FBI source on a recorded phone conversation October the 3rd, 2022. As I continue reading this story, keep Larry Johnson in mind at sonar21.com because he has been warning us via his own webpage and via Sputnik that the deep state would be up to no good in regard to any of this. So, here we are. The men, Brian C. Perry, 38, Jonathan S. Odell, age 33, and Paul Fay, 55, were arrested by FBI agents and faced various federal charges in connection with their alleged plot, which authorities say they started organizing in 2022 and planned to carry out in October of 2023. The most, most recent arrest was Fay of Tennessee on Monday. He faces a single charge of being in possession of an unregistered firearm silencer. In the complaint, the FBI said that Perry had quote-unquote extensive contact with Fay before Fay was arrested. Fay quote-unquote expressed a desire to travel with Perry and another individual to the border and quote-unquote commit acts of violence, the complaint says. Perry and Odell are also accused of attempting to kill seven federal agents. According to the complaint, as the FBI attempted to serve a search warrant at Odell's home in Missouri, Perry fired about 11 shots from a multi-caliber rifle at FBI agents. Perry of Tennessee and Odell of Missouri were arrested in late 2022 and were indicted last year by a grand jury on several charges, including conspiracy to murder a federal officer, conspiracy to assault a federal officer, attempted murder of a federal officer, and assault of a federal officer, according to superseding indictments filed last year in the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Missouri. After their arrests, authorities found six firearms, over 20 magazines, roughly 1,770 rounds of ammunition, and other equipment at Odell's residence. According to the complaint, Perry and Odell began talking as early as November of 2021, about grievances they had with the federal government. The next year, they attempted to recruit other members to their militia. We will turn over then to page 80, to page A4 of the San Antonio paper. And uh, this group was destined uh, to travel to Washington, D.C. to, quote, unquote, stop the madness going on. It also says that they shared maps of the Capitol and other governmental buildings. In August of 2022, Perry and Odell agreed to go to war with the Border Patrol, according to to a superseding indictment. Perry later told a woman he attempted to recruit on TikTok (laughs) and Instagram that his quote-unquote intentions are to go down there and basically start a war, the complaint says. Now, you continue reading this story, and I tell you, this absolutely smells, folks. Absolutely smells. And uh, if I can find the Texas Tribune link uh, to put up there on the roadmap, I certainly will so that you can read the rest of this story. But uh, obviously, this has the ring of 
an operation that either involves FBI entrapment and or people who apparently look like bad guys who might well be FBI informants. The long and short of it is, is that I think when you read Larry Johnson, the ex-CIA analyst of international reputation at Sonar21.com, and uh, Google, if you can't Google it, go to Yandex, and Yandex, his recent statements on this border situation that involve, that involve this kind of thing that Johnson, in fact, envisioned was just around the corner. The interesting thing is that Abbott was heavily criticized in January for saying that Texas has used every tool to control the border, short of ordering officers to shoot migrants. Quote, the only thing that we're not doing is we're not shooting people who come across the border because, of course, the Biden administration would charge us with murder, unquote, Abbott said during the January 5th radio interview with Dana Lesh, a former editor at Breitbart News and spokesperson for the National Rifle Association. And here, U.S. Representative Veronica Escobar, Democrat of El Paso, responded on social media to Abbott's comments, quote, I can't believe I have to say that murdering people is unacceptable. Why is it unacceptable, Veronica? <clears throat> That's exactly what your government has been doing in Palestine and in Gaza. That's what it has been doing in supporting this bogus surrogate war against Putin's Russia in the Ukraine. The American people murders people all the time, Veronica. We certainly can't have any violence when it comes to protecting our own sovereign border from 7.5 million illegals that have crossed into this country via that border since Joe Biden became the president of the United States. So... There you have it, folks. Front page in the San Antonio Express News, this Texas Tribune story by Garcia Melhado entitled FBI Foiled Plotters Who Wanted to Kill Migrants. Any linkage between that and the panic of mainstream media in the deep state over the fact that 100 million people now have been able to view the Tucker Carlson Vladimir Putin interview and hear things that completely debunk the lies of the American deep state and the lies of the American mainstream media married to the deep state in regard to the criminal activities of the Biden cabal in regard to an illegitimate CIA-sponsored coup d'etat overthrowing the legitimate government of Kiev in February of 2014. We have the opportunity potentially in analyzing this Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin to get at the bottom of these four. 15 to 17,000 Russian ethnic people in the Donbass who were murdered, who were murdered between 2014 and 2022 by the illegitimate, illegitimate regimes that we have propped up since the original coup d'etat in February of 2014. Anybody want to care to hazard a guess as to why Vladimir Zelensky, the chief Zionist Jew, currently running the Ukraine government, maybe for the next five minutes, in regard to his persecution of the Russian Orthodox Church, how many of you are aware of the fact that this guy has made the canonical Ukrainian Orthodox Church illegal in Ukraine? Their historic and canonical relationship has been with the Russian patriarch, Kirill. That's historic. That's factual. That is something that involves a CIA attempt 
through Bartholomew II of Istanbul and some other puppets of the American deep state in regard to attempting to support a schismatic church in the Ukraine that would illegally confiscate Ukrainian Orthodox Church properties that would beat up and incarcerate priests and individual believers that would terrorize people terrorize people going to their respective historic churches for being agents of Vladimir Putin. This is what the United States government's cabal is supporting. This is what Hillary Clinton is supporting. This is what Barack Obama is supporting. This is what the Biden cabal is supporting. This is what William Zionist Crystal at the Weekly Standard, the ex-chief of staff of little Danny Quayle under George Herbert Walker Bush, has been supporting. And all of these other people who are now trying to say that Tucker Carlson should receive the sanctions of the EU and the sanctions of the American government, that according to Newsweek, he could potentially be charged with espionage. When it reaches this point, folks, I think what we need is a new government. We've got a good constitution. We have a great Bill of Rights. But at some point, push is now coming to shove. And all of these reports in Russian English language media about a major civil war coming in the United States absolutely have the ring of truth. We are exactly where the old Soviet Union was shortly before its dissolution. We are looking at a scenario where individual states and sectors of the country have begun to recognize that their own government is run by a criminal cabal that their own economic and political and community interests are not being represented. We will make the world go away with both Eddie Arnold and Patrick Slattery when the Dan Koff Report returns live on RBN. Stay tuned. Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story. It's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? (laughs) Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday, or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people, and the government is out to make you and I pay for it. And will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge. And I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, 
I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability which you deserve. And so I invite you to visit SierraMondrePreciousMetals.com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214. Or by email at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net for a private consultation. Once again, our phone number is 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shiloji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiloji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Their faces gone, their eyes were blurred, and shirts all soaked with sweat. They're riding hard to kids that hurt, but they ain't caught them yet. Cause they got to ride forever on that range up in the sky, on horses snorting fire. As they ride on, hear their cry. Yippee-yay! We are back. The Dancoff Report on RBN Live on this Friday, February the 9th, with special guest Patrick Slattery, the late, great Eddie Arnold with Ghost Riders in the Sky. Patrick, are you there? I'm here for the time being. I don't know things might cut, cut out for me, but I'm here. Well, that's okay. There have probably only been at least 10 threats in your life this week. If if there's gunfire followed by silence, I'll just keep going. Okay. <laughs> well, just a couple of things. So, just briefly on the, the whole border issue and the, the violence issue, I, I'm, I'm not going to Fed post. I'm going to try to resist Boomer posting. But, you know, we have we have law enforcement in the country and uh, it's known that if you flagrantly disobey the law, you risk being shot. I mean, depending on the law, but if you flagrantly disregard the law and disregard law enforcement, you may be shot. And this is something that's understood and is a deterrent to a, a fair amount of crime. Uh, now, I don't want to say, oh, we should just shoot people coming across the board. But let's just say hypothetically that that, that was hypothetically, hypothetically. That people, hypothetically in what what is that game that people play? Um, there's some game people play in. I don't know what it's called, 
but in uh, Minecraft, in hypothetically in Minecraft, if the border patrol actually was shooting people and maybe shot like three or four people, there would be a massive reduction in people crossing the border because people crossing the border, honestly, they are not coming because they are their lives are threatened at home. They're coming for better economic opportunities and some maybe for even more nefarious reasons. And if if they thought they might get shot coming across the border, well, it wouldn't be worth it for them. It would change the math for them because they're, they're not facing uh, risk to their lives at home. So and then if you didn't have the millions coming across, how many Americans wouldn't get murdered or hit by drunken drivers, uh, you know, with the uh, perpetrators being these very same illegal aliens? So I'm just saying theoretically, hypothetically, in Minecraft, uh, there's a logic there. Yeah, I think there certainly is. And when you get into the whole business of nation states and the sovereignty of nation states, does anyone believe, folks, that our old friend Mayorkas, the Hispanic Jew at the Homeland Security Department, that he and the president of the United States can seriously suggest that they are doing anything other than aiding and abetting what is a literal foreign invasion of this country. Now, fascinatingly enough, supposedly 7.5 million illegals have crossed that border into the United States since Biden has been president. Governor Greg Abbott down here in Texas is now saying that um, in regard to what he has set up with the uh, his Texas uh, border people in regard to starting to construct defense and regarding to using barbed wire and regarding to using the Texas National Guard with an assist of National Guard members from 25 or other 20 uh, or 26 other states whose governors have authorized a certain contingent to head down there. Can anyone believe that when when Abbott tells us about this incredible reduction? incredible reduction in the numbers of people that are coming across that border illegally that the federal government of this country uh, could not get this under control in five minutes or less if they wanted to and the next time I listen to uh, a Supreme Court report and listening to barf coming from an alleged conservative like Amy Comey Barrett a Trump appointee by the way or uh, this so-called moderate John Roberts, who has never met a leftist decision that he didn't vote for of any significance. Uh, can anyone really believe uh, what is going on with this cabal in this country that seems to think that the United States has the right to be involved in interfering in other countries' borders and sponsoring acts of terrorism, which we have certainly been doing in Iran we certainly have been doing in Iraq and Syria, even in recent times, and in southern Lebanon. And, of course, last but certainly not least, these atrocious, atrocious uh, casualty figures in Gaza, where the United States government has been supporting Netanyahu in the murder of almost 28,000 people, almost exclusively civilians in Gaza, some 67, 68,000 wounded 70% of these people are women and children. We'll ask Patrick Slattery why the double standard. 
trying to protect our own people and our own work. We'll be back for a long conversation with Patrick Schlattery. The ghost riders in the sky. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Have you been looking for a trusted, long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Go to republicbroadcasting.org. Smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United States. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, your jiggling juice, we used to say, the the dancing Israelis. Uh, So even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? And what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. I'm sorry if I hurt you. I'll make it up day by day Just say you love me like you used to And 
Listening to the Dan Coff Report live on the Republic Broadcasting Network on this Friday, February the 9th, 2024. Our special guest, of course, is Dr. Patrick Slattery. We've been talking about what the possible connections might be between the FBI's breaking up of a quote unquote plot to murder illegal migrants on the Texas border and deep state panic over the Carlson Putin interview seen by some 100 million people at last report. I put on the roadmap, panic produces false flags. Home and abroad, be ready. Dr. Slattery, where are we going with all of this in this election year? Are we truly going to see a civil war in the United States? And uh, how bad do you think this is going to get? Well, okay, so if we take a step back, from the border, and you look at why it's happening. Obviously, you have Alejandro Mayorkas as our Homeland Security Secretary, a, a an immigrant Jew from Cuba, uh, a former board member of the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. That's what he did uh, in between his stints in the Obama and Biden administrations, dedicated to open borders. It's it's a Jewish priority. And then you asked about Putin, the freaking out about Putin. Well, you got the war in the Ukraine, and we know that's Victoria Nuland first and foremost, and Anthony Blinken, and uh, the Jewish media. It's a, it's another Jewish agenda. And so when you get, get down to it, you just have to talk about Jewish power. And people don't talk about Jewish power. People who are aware of it, um, they will use, sometimes they'll use dog whistles. Sometimes they use phrases like neocon that might overlap. With Jews, there might be a lot of overlap, but but it doesn't get to the core of the issue. And there are a lot of um, there are a lot of people who go along with neocon, the so-called neo, neocon agenda, because they've been indoctrinated, because they are co-participants in groupthink, because they see the writing on the wall in terms of their career advancement, uh, for whatever reason, but. Those people who are just going along with it, they're not the driving force. The driving force is a Jewish agenda. People don't talk about it. So you have people who will say, neocon, well, at least there's a lot of overlap there. Uh, I was listening to Alexander uh, Mercurius and Alex Christofaru on the the Duran Duran show, and they had on Mike Adams, who I think (coughs) is actually a very silly person. I don't think he's in the least bit serious. And uh, a Michael Yan, who a lot of people aren't familiar with, he's a war correspondent, and he's done some good reporting about the border issue, but he's also a very questionable character. Uh, if you look at his Wikipedia page, it says that when he was in the Army, his, name was, his nickname was Bam Bam because he's like the Flintstones character. He's very short and very violent. And it also says that he killed a guy in a bar in uh, Ocean City, Maryland, in a bar fight, 
but got let off because he didn't start it or something like that. You can you can look it up for yourself. He's a very questionable character, and and while he acknowledged Mayorkas's uh, ethnic background, that's all he had to say about. It. He didn't talk about Jewish power. He didn't talk about a Jewish agenda. Rather, he deflected everything to the Chinese Communist Party, and you know this. We don't have people who are talking about it. Now, you mentioned the uh, Vladimir Putin interview with Tucker Carlson, and I think this is very significant in the tens of millions or maybe 100 million people, uh, largely Americans, will get to see Vladimir Putin speaking as a serious and sensible and reasonable person for the first time in their lifetimes. And I think that's that's very important. It's It's a great service. But I was talking with Dr. Duke this morning. And, of course, Putin did spend some time uh, talking about the, the Nazi, what he calls the Nazism in Ukraine. Now, of course, Ukraine is run by a Jew. There's a lot of uh, prominent Jews in the Ukrainian government. The uh, Ukrainian government, as Putin acknowledged, is a satellite of the United States. And the person who is, who is uh, uh, calling the tunes is Victoria Nuland once again who is part of the whole Jewish super Jew Kagan plan. Uh, it's, it's very, very Jewish. And Dr. Duke noted that even Vladimir Putin, he, he won't mention Jews. Why won't he mention Jews? And Dr. Duke speculated, and I tend to agree, and I'd like to know your thoughts on this, that, that Putin believes if he talks about the Jews, that it could trigger world war three and i'd like people to just think about the significance of this i don't i mean maybe maybe dr duke's incorrect i my gut feeling is that he's correct and that putin realizes this and that indeed if he did talk about jewish power in the united states and in the west that it could lead to world war three what do you think about that mark I think there is some merit for that position. Uh, now, there's been a lot of nonsense on the net that suggests that uh, Vladimir Putin has a Jewish background. That's completely ridiculous. And I think uh, Mike Walsh uh, over in London has uh, published some definitive stuff that uh, basically uh, tells us what nonsense all of that is. I think Putin at the same time is uh, not uh, emphasizing the obvious connection uh, that Philip Giraldi and others have mentioned between the neoconservative movement in the United States uh, and this uh, this whole business of of Jews. That the neoconservative movement in the United States that we associate quite rightly with all of these warmongers is an explicitly Jewish movement historically. And it's an explicitly pro-Zionist element. I've put on the roadmap, by the way, just now, uh, Murray Friedman's a, a book, The Neoconservative Revolution, Jewish Intellectuals and the Shaping of Public Policy, Cambridge University Press, 2005, 303 pages. Uh, I have a, a review of that book by the Jewish Studies Department at Rutgers, Rutgers University, that's up on the roadmap. Uh, the best review I have ever seen of this is uh, one penned by Dr. Or, uh, Dr. E. Michael Jones of Culture War some years ago that really nails this down 
and really nails down the implications of it in terms of people like Bill Crystal of the Weekly Standard, the late William F. Buckley and National Review, which basically became a driving force in the CIA Mossad hijacking, the Zionist hijacking of the American right after the Second World War. Now, in regard to this, undoubtedly, Vladimir Putin is well aware of all of this. Uh, and yet, at the same time, I think he's an excellent chess player. I don't think he wants to give the Bill Crystals of the world and the Hillary Clintons of the world and the uh, mainstream media in the United States the material to become shrill toward him, equating him uh, with their spin uh, on Adolf Hitler and what did or didn't happen in the 1930s and early 40s uh, in Nazi Germany. So I think that's uh, tactically a good move on Putin's part. It's very easy for me to get on here to tell the truth because I have no power or influence that, if misused, could draw the world into a third world war. I'm glad I don't have it. But at the same time, uh, Mr. Putin, uh, as we all do, all of us, I look at my history as an American. I have learned many things that I did not learn in school uh, about American historical mythologies that are provably false about all kinds of things that the United States government has done over many, 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 many years that have been absolutely criminal, directed at various, various foreign populations or directed against our own people. Now, in that regard, <coughs> Mr. Putin in the past has conceded that the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia uh, had a disproportionately Jewish representation in it. That's a matter of record. Mr. Putin has admitted that in the past in Russian-English language media, and yet I think he is not discussing that angle now uh, for the kinds of tactical reasons, I think, Patrick, that you're suggesting. Uh, a lot of people see him as some... A secret globalist conspirator. I think that that's nonsense. Uh, they suggest that he, despite his Russian Orthodox church history, that he secretly has a Jewish background. That's absolute nonsense. I'll leave it to Mike Walsh uh, in London to uh, debunk that for us at a later time on this show. But the long and the short of it is, I think Putin recognizes that the Jewish cabal that clearly runs the United States government which has the Western European governments by the you-know-what, and that disproportionately controls what goes on in these international institutions. The World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, the Import-Export Bank, and all of this other business, uh, they are a force to be reckoned with. And I don't think Putin wants to play into their hands by uh, discussing the obvious Jewish angle on this war in Ukraine and on this revolution, this coup d'etat sponsored by the United States in February of 2014. Uh, Putin, of course, I think has talked about the assault of this criminal Kiev regime on the legitimate Ukrainian Orthodox Church. But in terms of underscoring the disproportionate Jewish character of Mr. Zelensky, uh, and, the, and the Jewish cabal that helped Zelensky ascend to the presidency of Ukraine, and that has been about the business of trying to divide world orthodoxy, and in particular to demonize the Russian Orthodox Church, he uh, is not uh, 
he is not presently throwing the obvious penalty flag on the global Jewish Zionist movement that he knows is behind this and that is disproportionately behind other things that his Russian Orthodox Church does not approve of, like the LGBTQ movement, which Putin has publicly opposed, uh, the abortion on demand industry, uh, which Mr. Putin, I don't believe, supports, and certainly his church does not support that, and a series of other things directed at the Russian Orthodox culture, like the George Soros-inspired uh, Pussy Riot movement in Moscow some years ago, uh, which was uh, defaming the uh, sanctuary of a Russian Orthodox church with obscenity, at the same time that it was linking its activities to an anti-Putinism. I mean, Putin has to know. Uh, he's a far brighter man than I am, and he's the one living with these attacks, much more so than I. He knows who's ultimately behind this. So I have to say that his own uh, situation uh, as a Russian nationalist and as a Russian Orthodox churchman and as someone who knows that he is up against people in terms of this neocon Zionist cabal in the United States and in Western Europe – who are not playing with a full deck of cards. These people are reckless. They are warmongers. They uh, have such an obsession with destroying Putin's Russian Orthodox uh, Church and the Russian Orthodox revival in Russia as a sovereign nation state that uh, they would be willing, apparently, to risk a global third world war to kill millions of people, including Americans and Western Europeans who would be dragged into this mess, uh, not to mention an Israeli-sponsored uh, attack on Iran and all the rest of it. Uh, these people uh, are not simply criminals. In my view, they're crazy. And I think Putin is quite rightly playing this thing tactically uh, in order to not give these people uh, who do have the mic of mainstream media uh, any uh, uh, locker room bulletin board material, if you want to put this in a Super Bowl context, that would motivate his opponents to even uh, greater uh, greater uh, uh, heights of irresponsibility and demonic activity. So, uh, Patrick, we've got a caller. You want to take him? Uh, James in Vancouver. Why don't we bring him on for Dr. Patrick Slattery? Yeah, good morning, you two intelligence operators. Uh, I got a new word for you. It's called bifurcation. Probably the Jews are bifurcated. Half of them support Putin and half of them don't. And uh, Putin's not talking Jews because he doesn't want to sensitize the Russian people. Uh, I don't think it's going to lead to World War III, really. But I um, hope you're right. Well, uh <clears throat> Actually, you've got World War III now. You've got people dying of the shots. And uh, apparently there's a lot of people dying. So, But uh, it's an interesting dilemma. And uh, thanks for taking my call. Okay, James, up in Vancouver, uh, good to talk with you. And uh, I, uh, I follow your CFL football up there. I used to go to CFL games in Vancouver once in a while when I was in mainstream Christian broadcasting in Seattle a little lifetime ago. And I occasionally follow your hockey team. So you're in a great city. Look forward to talking to you again. Thank you, my friend. I don't, I don't think that half of Jews support Putin and half don't. I think... Uh, he's not supported by very many Jews. 
I, I think he may be tolerated by a certain number. I think, uh, uh, and probably more in Israel than in the United States, he was tolerated because there are a lot of uh, Israelis of recent Soviet origin who speak Russian, and there was uh, there, there were good business ties between these uh, Israeli Jews of Russian origin and uh, and the USSR, and uh, the Israelis have different priorities. So I think he may have been tolerated to an extent. He was, he's, but I don't think he's supported by very many. And I'd say if if you look at Putin and his history, he's been very risk adverse. He's been a very cautious person. And the criticism of Putin within Russia is is mainly people who say he's been too cooperative with the West, that he's been played by the West, and, and Putin himself has has uh, expressed a certain amount of remorse or regret uh, of having been, um, you know, gone along with so many things, such as the Minsk Accord, where he uh, made agreements and he made them in good faith. And it's clear that the uh, the Germans and the Ukrainians and the, the French leadership, uh, parties to that agreement, did not operate in good faith. And you can get, raise all sorts of other different examples. But he's been very cautious. But on the other hand, you look at him, he has, he, in a quarter of a century, he has both lifted his own country from a, a like, a catastrophe to a very strong situation. The economy is very good. The standard, life standards, living standards have, have been raised. And then also, he is transforming the, along with, with the Chinese, he is transforming the world the international order, the international system from one that had been completely revolved, revolving around a Jewish-dominated America to one that is um, is a genuine alternative to the institutions created by that, that Jewish-dominated America. And I think, I think this is a great thing. He, he was patient. He was cautious. Could he have done things faster and better? Possibly. Uh, but, you know, when I was on host of Stormfront Radio, we, we used to get people who would call in and compare him to Hitler and uh, not favorably. But but Hitler, after 12 years, no matter what his intentions were, his country was in ashes. And uh, after 25 years, Russia is thriving and, and the world is uh, on the verge of what may be a, a much brighter tomorrow if we can avert World War Three. If we can avert it, and you know the thing that concerns me, Patrick, is that I think the real key, one of the real keys, it is certainly, is the way in which this absolute miscalculation on the part of the Zio cabal in regard to igniting this uh, surrogate war with Russia uh, in Ukraine, and of course that's all an extension to what became the NATO expansion policies from the time of Bill Clinton onward, the bombing of Serbia by Bill Clinton. Uh, from that time on forward, uh, these uh, newly recruited NATO countries, I think 15 or 16 new ones, suddenly moved NATO oh, approximately 1,500 kilometers to its east. That was a breaking of a promise, by the way, made by George Herbert Walker Bush and James Baker, our ex-Secretary of State, to to the Russians and uh, to uh, 
to uh, the uh, then president of Russia that we would never do those things. Well, we have proceeded to do them. And certainly when I look at this Ukrainian conflict, it seems to me, first of all, that Putin has now called the bluff of these NATO expansionists and these Ziocons in Ukraine going even beyond what he has already accomplished in opposing their machinations in Syria. Now, having said that, when you look at his uh, development of stronger political and military and economic ties with the Chinese and the Iranians in particular, and the way in which the Russian economy is just humming right along as it is looking uh, in the direction of Eurasia, uh, in uh, starting to forget about Western Europe, if Western Europe wants to continue playing games, you watch this whole thing transpiring, and what really has these people panicked is the movement of de-dollarization. You know, Paul Craig Roberts had talked about this on numerous occasions in the past, the way in which when the American empire runs out of men, is we ran out of real men a long time ago, about the time that John Wayne died, but at any rate, you know what I mean. Uh, running out of manpower and more importantly running out of money that the jig would be up and that the key to the Zio uh, American empire's collapse is de-dollarization. And what have we had, of course? Just look at the expansion of BRICS, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, all of these new countries joining BRICS, including the Saudi Arabian government and the Iranian government. Look at the uh, gross domestic product uh, collectively of these BRICS countries and the way in which they are circumventing the entire uh, Ziocon uh, Bretton Woods economic system since the end of the Second World War that involves maintaining the American dollar as the reserve currency of the world. It's slipping away from them, folks. And as it's slipping away from them, there is greater and greater and greater panic on the part of these people that they are engaged in a downhill slide in terms of their own power and influence that they don't know how to get out of. And frankly, when this hits rock bottom in terms of the collapse of the American currency, at least in terms of what it has been, when we start to see the way in which this is going to impact Wall Street and the investments of average people – when we see the American war machine being exposed for its complete lack of industrial production capability and capacity as it did have in the Second World War, then all of a sudden people are going to look at this stuff and go, man, this uh, American empire is losing. They are losing, and uh, they're, uh, uh, you know, who is, who is their elite going to bet on uh, if with everything coming up? Are we going to get Trump again? Uh, is Biden somehow going to be cheated back into office? God forbid uh, Nikki Haley at one time looked like an alternative to Trump uh, until she lost a race in Nevada where there was no one else on the ballot and where she got 30 percent of the vote. I understand the other 70 percent said none of the above. She was the only one on the on the ballot and she lost 70 percent to 30 percent to a very discerning population in Nevada. So where does all of this leave us? By the way, I, I kind of <coughs> that. I, I know that Nevada has none of the above on the ballot, and I said that that was a distinct possibility. Yes, and, uh, and, and uh, none of the above was uh, resoundingly elected by uh, uh, seven out of every ten votes cast. 
So that's somewhat reassuring, folks, that in the state of Nevada, we've got a pretty discerning group of Republicans there uh, who held their nose at the thought of uh, voting for uh, Nikki Haley or what she represents. But in this circumstance, as the Russians, of course, continue publishing these articles that are showing these movements in different sectors of the American, of the continental United States, who support secession, uh, who support a move toward regional alliances to get away from the central government in Washington, as the Russian media uh, continues to note the number of Americans who own weaponry who have had about enough of these uh, discretionary Jewish wars and open borders and crime in their communities uh, and rigged elections and purchased elections and all the rest of it. Uh, Are we really heading, uh, Dr. Slattery, toward uncharted waters uh, in the uh, the next year? Is the uh, international media going to be covering American uh, activities against their own people at home? What do you think as we close? We're going into our uncharted territory. It's really difficult to say. We will find out, I'm afraid, in the next year. In the meantime, I wanted to thank you for tuning in the Dan Koff Report today on RBN Live. I wanted to thank Dr. Patrick Slattery for taking the time out to be on this show. We have posted the Texas Tribune story on the alleged foiling of this FBI plot. Enjoy the roadmap as it ends. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.